Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Please note that the special offers that occur during the program may not be available through this rebroadcast. Now, here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Now, June, there is a topic that uh, I'm sure neither you nor I have ever had to really deal with. So we're, you know, <laughs> this is this is going to be academic. Um, joking, mm. of course, that uh, mm. I know that people understand the topic of forgiveness because they've had to grant forgiveness, because they've had to mm. receive forgiveness, uh, receive it from God f- foremost, um, and understanding what that means and. And so um, let's talk about that tonight. It's one of it's one of my favorite topics to to think about, to talk about, and to help people with because it's I think it's because it's so misunderstood. Would you agree with that? If you're talking about forgiveness, I would love to think that everybody's on the same page, <laughs> but absolutely not. Right. And uh, I was one of those too who had misconceptions right. about. Forgiveness. In fact, I thought it was wrong. And the reason I thought it was wrong is how can we read a scripture? And that's what happened to me. I read a scripture. It said, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another. Mm. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And um, I was thinking, wait a minute, I'm looking at Adam and Eve, and, you know, I mean, I don't really look at Adam and Eve, but, you know, I I, I know the story, and I thought God told them one thing not to do. What did they do? They Mm -hmm. did the one thing he told them not to do, and he told them there would be a consequence, and there was a consequence. Uh, There was a repercussion, but, you know, with forgiveness, it seems like, well, there's no repercussion. There's no... Uh, so, I mean, this this is how I viewed it. And I wasn't trying to be rebellious. I was just being logical. So when I teach on forgiveness, uh, which I did uh, just this past week for singles, large singles class, and I told them I could not reconcile the concept of forgiveness, even though I would read those, there were several verses on that. And I thought, and this is early on in my Christian life, but I was logical. I was rational. I thought I was rational. And and I, I mean, I was, I'm very logical. I'm math. You know, math makes sense. There are equations. And, and um, I uh, want you to know that I, part of it also was I, could not forgive my father. Right. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is we can have difficulty forgiving if we don't understand what forgiveness is. For example, forgiveness is not just waiting for time to heal all wounds. Time doesn't heal all wounds. When I first taught on, I never forget this, Jeff, when I first taught on forgiveness, mm-hmm. I asked a group, a large, and they were, they were a large, it was a large group of, of, of Christians. I said, 
what do you think forgiveness means? The first response, it means being a doormat. Hmm. And I was stunned at that. It's not that I was uh, shocked that somebody would think that. I just didn't, I just thought, wait a minute, this I think is a, I assumed most were Christians. And then next was, uh, somebody else said, it means being a weak martyr. Hmm. And so we need to understand, um, God's not call us to be a doormat. Um, if that were so, Jesus would have been the greatest doormat of all. Uh, it is not being a weak martyr. It's being strong enough to be Christ-like. Uh, in fact, we have keys. We call them counseling keys or keys for living. And I list a bunch of these specifics of what forgiveness is not. Another key one People think forgiveness is a feeling. No, it's a choice. It's an act of the will. That's what, and I, yet, that's what I yeah. wrestled with so much is that it's trying to understand, well, you know, I, I, I know that I'm supposed to forgive somebody, but I'm, I just, I really don't feel it. I'm not feeling it right mm-hmm. now. I'm still, whether physically or mentally, I've got my arms folded across my chest. You could picture that and mm-hmm. just in a huff, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to forgive somebody, so I'm not doing it. So I don't have to wait until I feel it. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, and, and the thing is, with some people will say, well, it's, it's not being true. That you, you know, like, to right. thine own self be true. Yes. Wait a minute, that's Shakespeare. <laughs> In other words, that, if God says we're to forgive, then it's to the Lord we need to be true. It, the issue is, is not me being true to what I think is my version that goes against what God's will is. Well, I'll tell you the big one I had. I thought it was letting the guilty off the hook. And I thought, you know, wait a minute, that, that just, in other words, there's no repercussion. No repercussion. It's just letting the guilty off the hook. But instead, I learned that it's moving the guilty off of my hook and putting the guilty onto God's hook and he says it is mine to avenge I will repay so we need to understand the misconceptions that we have If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You're listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Well, our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd like to help you to get the right resources. If there's something that you're struggling with, a situation in your life, let's talk about it. Uh, Just call our customer support team. They would like to recommend some resources for you. I'll tell you now, the uh, Keys for Living called Forgiveness. Releasing you is freeing me. As June talks about this topic of forgiveness tonight, you may be interested in that. And there's a book that's been written as well. I love the title of this one called How to Forgive, and in parentheses, When You Don't Feel Like It. And many people feel that way uh, so often about forgiveness. So those couple of resources are available as you talk to customer support at 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you would like to talk with June about a situation in your life, maybe it's a, a forgiveness situation or there's something else that has uh, has you concerned in a situation that's happening, just give us a call and uh, talk with her on the program at 800 800- Night 17, 800 N I G H T 17. Just call and leave a detailed message. We'll be glad to return the call, talk to you about what it would be like to uh, talk with us to uh, be on an upcoming uh, program of Hope in the Night. So we welcome your call at 800 Night 17. Now, if you have a question but not really ready to be on the radio, maybe you think that's it's not. Uh, a full, like, uh, you know, an hour-long answer to that question, which is to be on the program, you can just ask your question, and we'll answer it at another time. And uh, the email address to do that is askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Send your question in, and we'll cover it on an upcoming Hope in the Night. Now, June, as we talked about that that great title, How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It, um, Mm -hmm. there are times when I, I don't feel like it, and I think... You know, back to you know somebody taking my marbles on the playground to <laughs> to even more recent things, and this you know I think these things happen often. I, I hope not daily in people's life, but sometimes you know there there are there are seasons or things that people, somebody you don't get along with, and you think, well, if I if I forgive them, they, somebody's genuinely wronged me, maybe, and mm-hmm. if I forgive them, you know, it's well, it's just not fair. You know, they need. I need to see that they're that they pay for it. You know, that is one of the major objections. Uh, forgiveness isn't fair. Well, 
it's not fair. Hmm. It's not based on earthly, human, uh, unspiritual reasons. I mean, just uh, what's normal is I hit you, you hit me, you know, or you know, somebody hits you, and the tendency is to want to hit back sure. for most people. I mean, I'm talking about uh, you see it with children all the time. And so the issue, though, is think about this. It wasn't fair for Jesus to hang on the cross, mm. but he did. He did so so that we could be forgiven. So really, uh, that's legitimate. Uh, it's not fair. And, and I'm going to say this also. Uh, forgiveness is not conditional. It's unconditional. It's a mandate from God for everyone. And uh, Colossians 3.13, listen to these words. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So you're not seeing fairness here. When, when you, Jeff, extend forgiveness, it's not that it's deserved. It's a gift you give someone. Mm-hmm. It is undeserved. Uh, it's a gift of grace. But there is a reason, and I think the issue is you move the guilty off of your hook, putting the guilty uh, onto God's hook, and allow him to literally do his work uh, in that other person's life. But uh, we can get bitter. We can have bitterness, resentment, hatred, if we choose to not forgive. Mm -hmm. Well, it occurred to me if it's... If it's a command, and you said that it is, and I've seen mm-hmm. it that it is, uh, then it, it if it's commanded, well, God doesn't command a feeling. God commands mm. something that He makes mm-hmm. possible for us to do, and if yes. <laughs> and if He commands this action for me to forgive, then it must be possible, and it must be uh, what He what He expects, not not to command a feeling. But to um, to tell us this is what you need to do now, uh, as as uh, someone who <laughs> was uh, was telling me about this, they said you know, in she tells her daughters this just in in home <laughs> training, uh, do the right thing and the feeling will follow. You know the emotions will catch up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, therefore, to understand what forgiveness is is huge. Because we know these things I've just mentioned that are that they're not, but um, I remember uh, really needing to craft how do you describe forgiveness. So I want you to imagine something. Mm-hmm. Um, someone comes to you, Jeff, and uh, says, "I I need to." Borrow. I'm going to ask, could I borrow $100 from you to pay a medical bill? And I'll pay you back uh, by the end of two weeks. And so 
you understand, and so you grant forgiveness. I'm sorry, you you um, grant that that gift of money, the mm-hmm. hundred dollars. Now, that person's in a car crash, and is in the hospital for several weeks, and a month goes by, two months goes by, three months go by, and mm. you think, you know, I, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to choose to forgive the debt. That's a phrase, forgive the debt. That's right. That's a phrase that we have in our English language. And it's interesting. That means the word forgive actually means release, literally means release. It can mean send away. But you're releasing that person from the responsibility of having to pay you back. And so in this respect, forgiveness is dismissing a debt uh, it is dismissing, it's dismissing your demand that somebody owes you something when they fail to meet your expectations, when they fail to keep a promise, uh, when they fail to treat you justly. Um, Jesus even says, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Matthew five thirty nine. So what we're talking about here is you're choosing to release, to literally dismiss the debt, release that person from owing you something. And I think that can be of help to understand the concept mm-hmm. of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and let me, let me ask you this. Now, um, I had a situation years ago, it was in a business situation, and uh, there was a coworker who I had uh, something, and you know I can't even remember what it was now. I really can't. But there was something that there was some rift between us, and I was in seminary at the time as well, and uh, so we had just covered this. We were talking about through some counseling issues, and we had talked about forgiveness. So of course, at that point, June, I knew everything. All right. <laughs> so, okay. So mm-hmm. gives you an idea of my, sure mind, my mindset. <laughs> so I went in armed and I had the, the whatever it was, eight steps, 10 steps or whatever it was the, of, of uh, confession and of forgiveness. And, and uh, so I was ready. I had all the Bible verses. I was armed and dangerous and ready to go in to this meeting and uh, went in. So you understand that uh, not with probably not a lot of humility, not enough. And Went in and talked to my uh, coworker, uh, presented him with this. I, I mean, I did admit uh, some some wrong there, and went through the the steps, and I kind of presented it, and I I got quiet, and he wasn't ready to forgive mm. me. So I had done all the steps that I knew and had said the magic words, June, and then uh, it didn't happen. Um, so what? So am I at that point forgiven, or? What, what do we do when somebody won't really receive that forgiveness? The issue is not about what they won't do. Hmm. Your responsibility is what you should do. And if somebody is not willing to forgive you, um, 
that's b- between them and God. Hmm. It it can be painful. It certainly doesn't build um, relationships. And what what I think can be helpful to see is when I mentioned earlier, forgiveness is dismissing a debt. That's two D's. Forgiveness is also releasing your resentment. Mm -hmm. It's releasing your right to hear, I'm sorry. It's releasing your right to be bitter. It's releasing your right to get even. Um, It's it's releasing your right to um, dwell on the offense or hold on to the offense or keep bringing up the offense. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, forgiveness is to reflect the character of Christ. Forgiveness is extending mercy. It's a gift of God's grace. It's a willingness to set the offender free, realizing we've all offended God. And I say that because it is so hard when we are trying to hold on. Um, it, it's sad when people can't forgive or won't. No, let me say it differently. Who won't, they won't forgive. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not saying they can't forgive, and therein is a huge um, distinction. Um, people will say, I can't, but it's because they've got a wrong mindset. And it is hard when you are not forgiven. Hmm. Uh, what did you do in that situation? Well, you know, I, after I kind of got over myself and realized, okay, this is not going as well as I think it should, then, um, you know, I I just gave some time and I, I recognized and I told him that, you know, I, I loved him and cared for him and, and uh, you know, we just needed to um, to be able to move forward on it. And he said, well, I'll, I'll let you know about that. And, and so it was still not resolved. Now, we did, um, I mean, I could still call him today. And so we did forgive each other and I know that we moved through that. Now, there is uh, a sense of uh, reconciliation, though, that didn't come. Um, and I want to talk about leaving a little bit of a cliffhanger here. So I want to I want to ask you about that when we come back. That uh, so I, there is a difference, and I've experienced it. There's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, and uh, I think that's a huge eye opener for people. It has been for me. And uh, so I'd like to hear you uh, talk about that, if nothing else, to reinforce it in my head (laughs) to, to know what's the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one of its kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org.
Did you know that June Hunt has a new website? JuneHunt.org gives you a behind-the-scenes peek into June's life and ministry. You'll hear her personal story of an uncertain childhood and how, even as a young adult, she struggled with anger, unforgiveness, lying, and her identity. Perhaps in June's story, you'll hear your story and discover the same hope and help that has guided her. As June says, God does not waste the trials in our lives. Along with June's story, you can see what's new as we work to share this message of biblical hope and practical help in more places and in new ways to reach more people. Because there is hope, no matter the circumstances. Make junehunt.org your place to go for what's new at Hope for the Heart. And make it your place to go for biblical hope and practical help anytime, anywhere. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering uh, God's truth for today's problems. We'd just like to thank you for your prayers and continued support of our ministry. And uh, if you would like to get in touch with the program, just get in, uh, just give us a call at 800-917, 800-NIGHT-17, and we'll talk to you about being on an upcoming uh, broadcast of Hope in the Night with June. And You'll be able to talk through your situation with her. Now, if you have a question and you're not really ready to be on the radio or, or uh, hear your voice on live radio, let's do this. You can send your question to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. And we'll cover your question on an upcoming broadcast of Hope of the Night. We'd love to uh, talk with you, but if you have a question there and, and uh, you'd just like to submit that to us by email, you can do that. Again, it's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Now, June, um, I, I did say I was setting up a little bit of a cliffhanger, so let's come back and talk about then what is the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. I think a lot of people are surprised to find out that, oh, they're not the same. We've not reconciled, so that means we haven't forgiven is what some people would, would think. But what would you say? I never will forget when I wrote this book that you mentioned, How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It. Yes. Um, the book was about ready to come out, and I got a letter from a man I didn't know. Um, or maybe it had just come out. I, but all I know is this man wrote and said, I want you to know I'm a reviewer of books, a literary reviewer. And he said, I didn't have much uh, expectation about this book. But when I began to read it, you had a segment in your book about is you know what's the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation and he said i had never seen it as you presented it because he said i thought in order to forgive um i would have to reconcile with someone i could not forgive. He didn't say what the issue was. But he said, I once I read the section on forgiveness 
versus reconciliation, I could forgive him. And he said, I cannot tell you the difference in my life, the difference I am feeling and, and experiencing right now because I have fully forgiven, but it is not wise to reconcile. So I don't know what that was, but um, here, here's a book reviewer who had, um, that's his professional job. Um, forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Forgiveness focuses on the offense, whereas reconciliation focuses on the relationship. In fact, forgiveness doesn't even require a relationship. However, reconciliation requires a relationship in which two people in agreement are walking together toward the same goal. I love this scripture. It's very short in one of the shortest books of the Bible. Amos 3.3 Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Interesting. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Amos 3.3 So, let me be specific. Forgiveness takes place, can take place with just one person. Re uh, reconciliation requires at least two people. Forgiveness is a decision to release the offender. Reconciliation is the effort to rejoin the offender. Forgiveness involves a change of thinking about the offender. Reconciliation involves a change of behavior by the offender. Forgiveness is a free gift to the one who has broken trust. Listen to this. Reconciliation is a restored relationship based on restored trust. So forgiveness is extended even if it's never earned. Reconciliation is offered to the offender because it has been earned. Hmm. And I'll mention one other point. Forgiveness is unconditional regardless of her lack of repentance. Reconciliation is conditional based on repentance. Therefore, I, I feel compelled to, to deal with this. There are those who say, look, uh, if you forgive, you've, you should try to reconcile. And I would say, well... Sometimes that would be yes, and other times it would be no. Um, most of the time, God's desire for us is reconciliation. Uh, in fact, 2 Corinthians 5.18 uh, says that God reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And really, it's talking about reconciliation with God. But li listen to this. Sometimes encouraging a restoration of a relationship is not always wise. Why? Because, let's say, a person has been a partner in an adulterous relationship uh, no, you do not reconcile with the person that you've had adultery with and 
um, or I'll give you another. First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character." Um, let's be specific. Um, and right now, I'm thinking about a husband's anger out of control, domestic violence, violent temper. Uh, in this case, the wife needs to move out of harm's way. Why do I say that? The Bible in Proverbs twenty-two twenty-four says, Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered. So in this case, the wife takes this scripture to heart. She moves out of harm's way until there is perhaps wise counseling and uh, lasting change as a part of his lifestyle. Again, that's based on scripture. Do not associate with one easily angered. And another way I could say it is, Jeff, you have children. Yes. How many girls do you have? Three. Okay. And you've got multiple boys, too. (laughs) Two grown grown young men, yes. Now, let's say that you and Amy um, were graciously helped by a couple next door, an older couple, and they were wonderful because they said, when you all need to do something, be gone, uh, we'll be happy to babysit for you. Hmm. And so you've got at least one girl that continues to come under the watch care of this couple. Later on, you're stunned. You've learned that this man was a pedophile. And it crushes you and your wife, and I know it would. Hmm. Now, for someone to say, well, but you've just got to forgive and reconcile. No, you've got your first job is to protect your children, and it would not be wise to have a pedophile who has a ongoing uh, expression, literally, of abusing a child. That's right. Now, so that would be irresponsible for you to do that. Mm-hmm. So as much as is it's a desire in most situations, or it could be advisable for there to be reconciliation, sometimes it is not, because it could be putting people in harm's way. And that is a major distinction to understand one of the major differences between Forgiveness and reconciliation. But your job would be to release that pedophile. I'm talking about you as a dad. Mm -hmm. In your heart of hearts, for you, you're told in the Bible, pray for those who persecute you. Um, We're to uh, literally see the neediness of others, and you should work to forgive that person who violated your child, forgiving by by this. I'm talking about you literally take that 
man off of your hook emotionally and you put that person onto God's hook and you pray for him to have a changed life through Christ. Mm. That's healthy. That is what is biblical because there are people all around us who need a changed life through Christ and we pray in that way. So we, But we don't need to be harboring hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness because it will impact our very lives if we do so. That's right. That's right. Well, let me ask you, um, uh, what would, and we're coming up to the end of the program here, but what what would, if you could give a, a kind of a quick answer, maybe we can cover this more fully in another time, is um, kind of the root um, cause of forgiveness. What would you say is somebody's root, uh, the root of forgiveness, unforgiveness, excuse me? Well, it's basically saying it's natural for me to resent those who've wronged me. If I forgive them, they'll just get away with it. Yeah. My offenders need to pay for the wrongs committed against me. So it's a wrong belief. Uh, by the way, it's a belief that I did have. But the problem with this is uh, the result is it reflects an attitude of um, of pride setting ourselves up as a higher judge than God himself because he says it is uh, he, uh, this is very interesting it is in uh, the Old Testament Isaiah 43 uh, verse 25 I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sin no more so he is willing to forgive us um and the, the, the right belief, though, is because God has totally forgiven me, I can release my resentment and choose to forgive others. I, I will rely on Christ who's living in me to forgive through me. And this belief reflects a, a heart of humility that results in a desire to forgive others in the same way God forgives us. And that, that's a huge issue. So unforgiveness is like an illusion of power. Uh, by refusing to forgive, you feel a sense of control. Um, sometimes holding on to hatred, you can feel infused with strength. By retaliating with revenge, you can carry out a power play. But this is not going to be what gives you peace in the long run. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we want to thank you for your prayers and continued support of this ministry. To talk with June on an upcoming broadcast of Hope in the Night and uh, maybe address a situation going on in your life, call us at 800-NIGHT-17, 800-NIGHT-17, and uh, you'll just uh, leave a message for us so we can talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. We'd love to talk with you about that. If you have a question and uh, think maybe I'm not ready to be on the radio yet, but you would still like to submit your question, you may do so by email at askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's uh, ask. June at hopefortheheart.org, and uh, we'll be able to cover that in an upcoming broadcast of Hope in the Night. We'd love to hear from you. Well, if you have questions or concerns about the topic of forgiveness today, you can call customer support at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to get the right resources into your hands if it's forgiveness or some other topic. You'd like to talk with them and make sure that you get the right resources. Uh, Maybe there's a link to free resources we have on our website at hopefortheheart.org. You can go there and get uh, lots of uh, free materials as well as uh, looking for some of our Keys for Living or books. And uh, let me recommend to you now the Keys for Living called Forgiveness, Releasing You is Freeing Me. Also, there's a book on forgiveness called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It. And uh, call customer support to talk to them about ordering those books at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. June, as we look back into forgiveness, I know that, um, as we said at the beginning of the program, it comes out of uh, a life of learning forgiveness and being put in situations where you had to learn how to how to deal with that. And there's one big one that uh, you had where uh, you really struggled to forgive somebody in your life. <laughs> well, <clears throat> for the longest time, I did not uh, share it, and I, I didn't even share my story because... Um, uh, I, I, it was very difficult, and the reason it was difficult is because I, for years, hadn't told any, I mean, I, w- I had been a speaker, but I never told my true story. I could always talk about things, or people, or, cer- or certain situations, mm-hmm. but it was just too personal, and then all of a sudden, it's like, June, 
the real story. <laughs> and I was supposed to give a testimony. And so for the first time, um, I uh, described that, that what voice had happened. That voice wasn't me. Uh, no. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it Just was to not. And uh, I uh, was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and I was asked to give my testimony. Well, I thought, hmm. well, that's okay. So I was. this is like 1030 the night before uh, a Sunday, a major Sunday service, and uh, there were several thousand people that would be there. And, but I, I just, I, I have a way I could tell uh, a testimony without telling the hard things. Anyway, um, I, uh, uh, God did not let me off the hook in this case. And um, uh, basically, I, I was able to get it out, but I had tears the whole night, all the way through. I, I, I was just writing. I could not, I couldn't believe this. I, I didn't have tears. I was known as hard-hearted hunt because I didn't have tears because my dad used to say tears were a sign of mental illness. And one time he saw me with tears and he said, you are mentally ill. And it just, you know, I, I didn't believe him, but still I learned not to cry. But now that I'm going to give the true testimony I actually have tears and um, so basically this is the overview of it um, I had said to you that I felt justified in harboring unforgiveness toward my father he was an unbeliever who had a lifestyle of infidelity at the same time my mother was my soft spot if you'd known her you would wonder, how could anyone want to hurt her? She was compassionate, kind, caring. Um, I would do anything to try to protect her uh, from his cruel treatment or anyone's treatment. That's, that would be painful, but no matter how hard I tried, I failed. And uh, whenever she hurt, I hurt. Um, my dad had three families going on concurrently. Um, when I was 12, uh, we moved into his house because his first wife had died. And uh, 11 months later, they married. And it just, it just, things got worse because he was cruel to her. I could not understand why. And eventually, I just would focus on my father's faults. I, I had a black filter, and a black filter uh, if, in photography means you have a daytime scene, and if you put a black filter on the front, it's not truly black. It just turns a day, sh day scene into a night scene. Well, that's what I had. I, I didn't want to see the good in my dad. Um, he, and I kept waiting for him to admit he was wrong. He never did. And um, so I, that's why I felt justified in my hatred. I didn't see myself, by the way, as having hatred. I just disliked him intently. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have used the word hate. Um, I didn't see myself as bitter. I was. Um, the fact that I could see his faults proved I was wrong. Proved I was right in my view. And so later I became a Christian. And I learned about forgiveness, mercy, grace 
Yet I still felt justified in my unforgiveness. Why? Because he hadn't changed. In order for me to forgive him, he had to change. That was my requirement. I never will forget the day I came face to face with the passage of Scripture. It's found in 1 John 2, 9 through 11. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brothers, this, this, is, this is me, whoever hates his brother, in this case my father, is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not where he is going because the darkness had blinded him. Jeff, I yeah. had no idea I was blind. I suddenly realized I'd been blind to anything good about my father. Mm. Um, all I could see or wanted to see was negative. I remember one day, uh, mother, well, dad was just cruel with what he said to my mother. And I went up to her after he left the room. I said, how can you be so nice to him? And I remember, I never noticed I had clenched teeth. How can you be so nice to him? And her answer was stunning. Oh, honey, if he only had the Lord, he wouldn't be that way. All of a sudden I went, oh, it's like the light bulb turned on. That was the key. Hmm. She looked beyond his fault to see his need. I was only focusing on his fault. She was focusing on his need. Right. He needed the Savior. And I noticed she and her friends were praying for him to have a changed heart. Even her friend's husband's. They were all Christians, and it was stunning to see them. Well, I had said, I know my dad will never change. In fact, I would, I, I said this, I would lay down my life. A Mack truck can roll over me. I'm that sure that he uh, would uh, never change. Mm. Yet, uh, nine months before my father died, he was willing to pray a prayer of salvation. Wow. And I'm convinced this occurred because my mother had nurtured the soil of his heart mm -hmm. with compassion and forgiveness. And the hardened ground that he had had become soft so that when the seed of truth was shared, it actually took root. Now, I was convicted. Um, a man said to me, who knew me, uh, well, there had been a conference. And this man said, how many of you feel uh, you are the exception and that you should not, you don't need to forgive? There were several hundred in this, about 300 in the room. There were four of us who raised our hands. And a man who knew me came up to me and said, I see that you felt justified to not forgive. 
And he said, I have an idea it's your father. I said, yes. He said, what percentage do you think he is wrong versus you? Hmm. Hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. I, I said, I would say he's 98% wrong and I'm 2%. He said, well, aren't you responsible for your 2%? Yes. <laughs> wow. I, that's, mm. I, I was shocked. What do you, I, nobody had, you know, well, first, I typically didn't talk to anybody about this. And I, but it dawned on me, I have never done that. Mm. And so then it took me inventory time. Uh, I, I was a youth director at the time. And I had said to uh, the people, the parents and leaders, the most difficult thing for a parent is an ungrateful child. The most difficult thing for a parent is an ungrateful child. And I thought, I have been ungrateful. I've never, and so I ended up going to my father. And I said, Dad, I'd like to talk with you. He put his paper, well, he's still holding his paper, but he looked up at me. I said, I've been an ungrateful child, and um, I've never thanked you for food on the table, books for school, and food um, food to eat. Um, books, you know, I've been ungrateful. Would you be willing to forgive me? He hesitated, and then he said, the pleasure was all mine, and then he went right back to the mm. newspaper, and that was weird. That's not his language. I didn't understand that. But the point is, I needed to humble myself under him and ask his forgiveness, and I didn't realize it, but over time, um, our relationship changed. He was not hard on me like he had been before. And I was looking for ways. The Bible says, love your enemies. Or pray for those who persecute you. Love does what's best for another person. So I would look for what could I do that could be a help to him. And I ended up, he, if he misplaced his address book, I would know where it would be. Where's my address book? I would I say, I know where it is. I'll be happy to get it. I'd, so I don't know. All I know is God changed my heart. And then, and I was able to forgive him. And then there was a major change in his life at the end of his life. To talk with June on an upcoming broadcast of Hope of the Night, get in touch with us at 800 917. You can talk to her about a situation going on. And uh, if you would like to simply submit a question to us for an upcoming broadcast of Hope of the Night, it's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Just send us an email there at askjune at hopefortheheart.org. We'd love to hear from you. Now, we have resources on forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. Also, how to forgive when you don't feel like it. And uh, you can call customer support anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, to order materials. Also, our resources and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you 